You may have heard that the president has proposed dramatic cuts to the budget of the Environmental Protection Agency, which could really hit home here in the Puget Sound region. You're listening to KNKX, and we want to offer some context. 88.5 environment reporter Bellamy Palethorpe turned to a local resident who embodies the history that led to those laws. Bill Ruckel's house, an attorney, former politician, and former CEO of the Weyerhaeuser Company. He's also the man who, during the Nixon administration, basically created the original EPA. Bill Ruckelshaus, you were the very first and the fifth EPA administrator. You created the agency in 1970, right? And then you were called back in to put it back together again for the Reagan administration. So first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Glad to do it. How and and why, again, did you get out here to the Northwest, just in a nutshell? I first, when I left the government back in 1973, I started a law firm after about nine months with two colleagues. I didn't like that very much, and I was offered a job out here at Weyerhaeuser, so I took it and moved west. And you got hooked. That's right. Oh, yeah. My family and I love this part of the country. And right now, everyone here is talking about the dramatic cuts to the EPA. They're slashing it by a quarter, and the Puget Sound budget is completely decimated. Um, First of all, just generally, what kind of email or communication are you getting about this issue? Are people calling you as the wise gentleman? (laughs) I don't know whether that's why they're calling me, but they are calling. And actually, the budget's been cut 31%, not 25%, so it's... It's a devastating cut if it goes through. And now that's the first blast out of the administration. It will go to the Congress. And what people are finding is what they find with all these government agencies. Once somebody talks about abolishing it, they find 10 things that they're doing that are benefiting. And they say, wait a minute, I don't want to abolish that. We want clean air and clean water and safe drinking water and safe neighborhoods that don't get contaminated by hazardous waste. So I'm, I'm confident it's not going to be 31%, but they are after it, and they are after the science in particular. They don't want anybody doing research on climate change. I'm not sure there is any, they say. They say they don't think there's climate change is causing a problem, so let's not do any research that shows it is. It's just crazy. Are you personally worried about this? Well, sure, because they are determined to do it, and they're not being altogether honest about it. They're saying they want to shift some of the money back to the states. States are not good regulators of industry because they compete so strongly for industry located within their borders. And because of that, EPA was formed so that you'd have some centralized ability to control activity that was harming the environment or public health. And the results have been spectacular in the country. People forget what it looked like 40 years ago when we started all this stuff. Look at the front page of the New York Times about once a month where they put Beijing and see how those people are suffering. Well, the same thing was happening here, and we've just forgotten it. Right. The Cuyahoga River was on fire. The Santa Barbara oil spills off the coast. A few years earlier, Rachel Carson had written Silent Spring. People were talking about DDT. Do you you remember reading her, too? Oh, sure. I'm I'm the one that banned DDT. So uh, I remember her. She was in the government when I was there. 
uh, and her science has been attacked by like every decision involving science uh, by skeptics, but she did a lot of good. Did the creation of yours get out of hand? I mean, are there too many regulations right now? I almost hate to say yes because it'll skew what I'm about to say, but the answer is yes. When we started EPA, we had 2,000 people in 1970. We now have 15,000. This budget will cut 5,250 out of their current cohort of, of employees. And I think the whole system, regulatory system, could stand reform. Not elimination, but reform. How do we control human and corporate activity so it doesn't harm others and at the same time does as little harm to the economy as possible? Most of those laws that EPA administers are more than 40 years old. That was when they were passed. They could stand at scrubbing. But what they're doing now is applying an ideology to the scrub so that the economic impact of regulation is given a lot more weight than is the benefit associated with clean air and clean water. And I think that it'll, I think the rebalance will take place, but the country is so polarized that you can't talk about these problems rationally. Why do you think it became polarized? Uh, I think partly EPA was a victim of its own success, that a lot of the smell, touch, and feel pollution that we used to worry about because we could see it and feel it and touch it every morning has been brought under social control. It's not gone, but it's clearly under better control than it was. That has given people assurance that we're not suffering anymore from pollution. And it's not true. A lot of pollutants are invisible. And we have new pollutants. It's cleaning up the environment or protecting public health has to be done everlastingly. You have to stay everlastingly at it or you'll never succeed. And people don't realize that, and they, and they don't see the pollution the way they used to. What gives you hope, or are you hopeful? Well, we've solved these problems in the past. I mean, as I mentioned, we have had civil wars, and we've, we had a revolution. That's where we came from. We could be in for some real choppy water here for the next decade, and out of it would come a much more willing group of people in, in Washington to solve problems. The phoenix rises from the ashes. Right. Exactly. Any words of wisdom for young people who are concerned about where their country is going? Jump in. Don't sit there and watch. Put your shoulder to the wheel and try to figure out how to make it better. You know, that's the only way we're going to improve is when the, when the public demands uh, to get better and then participates in what needs to happen. That was going on in the 70s. I mean, we made enormous progress in this country in the 70s. And it's because people were putting their shoulder to the wheel and doing their part. Bill Ruckelshaus, the first and fifth <laughs> EPA administrator, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Bill Ruckelshaus was head of the EPA during the Nixon and Reagan administrations. He spoke with 88.5 environment reporter Bellamy Palethorpe. You can learn more on our website knkx.org.